ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the mind of a legally blind eccentric with your host, Reese One. Welcome to another episode of Mind of a Legally Blind Eccentric, and I am your host, Reese One. So, today, I would love to do some more exploration with you guys, and with the topics of what, how, and who. What, you don't know? Well, let me go ahead and break it down a little bit more for you. On the what, we're talking about what's the difference between being blind, legally blind, and being visually impaired. On the how, we're talking about how being legally blind is very similar to being mixed race. And with the who, who is getting the shorter end of the stick when it comes to being disabled? Because at the end of the day, we're looking at all disabled people are getting a pretty short stick there. But unfortunately, there are some who can't get to live every day like they need to. So if you don't know what's going on and you don't know what's up, let's get it. So let me dive into the first topic of the day. And that's What's the difference between being blind, legally blind, and visually impaired? Starting with the most obvious of the three, and that's being blind. That's where you see nothing. No shadows, no colors, no sizes, no shapes. Unfortunately, you're shrouded in darkness. But that's not to say that you're not living a fulfilled and fully functional life. Being blind, you do have your other senses to make up the differences of not being able to utilize your eyes. You have your hearing, you have your sense of touch, and the two of those together turn out to be your eyes. Makes you be able to experience the world in a different light. Now, with the other two, and that's being legally blind and visually impaired, they do have some differences amongst the two of them, for sure. With being legally blind, they have correctional tools to be able to assist you, to be able to keep things very manageable, to basically be able to stabilize what you do have in sight. That's not to say that it's going to give you full vision, but it does says that you can, as I stated, maintain what you may have. And that's with some visual disabilities, not all. You can see shapes, sizes, colors, to some extent, in some cases. And you can see different shades as well. You can be able to tell 
what's what. In some cases, being legally blind, you do have some people with visual disabilities who still are able to drive, who are able to work in any field that they choose to work in because of the different things that they have to be able to help maintain them. Glasses with very strong magnification to them, magnifying glasses, things like devices of lookies and CCTVs, and a lot of other things that help the situation for them. So they still can live a well, fully functional life and still see enough to enjoy and experience as much as possible. Now, with being visually impaired, you're dealing with low vision. You can see, but you can't see well enough to be able to do the things you may want to fully do. You can see shapes. You can see sizes. Now, in many cases, almost most cases, you're not able to see color or be able to differentiate the color differences anyway. And unfortunately, as far as those correctional devices, they really don't work that well for the visually impaired. Now, they do have devices that can assist, that may have a speak functionality to them, but other than that, it's not really giving them that je ne sais quoi that they may need to really push the envelope to be able to feel like they're almost like everyone else. Now, myself, I am in the cusp of being legally blind and visually impaired. I'm one of those rare types that unfortunately can't have any correctional tools as far as glasses, magnifiers, anything like that to be able to assist me in being able to see everything like I used to be able to. It's not to say that I can't see because I can see. I just am not able to see well enough to be able to do anything along the lines of driving or being able to enjoy the experiences I may have even months ago. I'm not even going to say years ago, but months ago. So it's always looking for ways to live life to the fullest. Like when I was younger, growing up in Washington, D.C., going to John Tyler Elementary School, having great friends of every variety. That's being blind, legally blind, visually impaired, and even a lot of average kids as well. 
I want to also make this clear, very clear to each and every one of you. I'm a firm believer that every single individual in this world has some form of a disability. It may not be a physical, but it could be mental. It could be some form of disorder that can cause something to happen within your lifetime. But back to what I was saying, I grew up younger in D.C., going to John Tyler Elementary School, had some great friends of all type. My blind friends, which I'll name as L.L., Giorgio, and Renal, my legally blind friends, and Olive and May, my visually impaired friends, and Reese and Coley, and a plethora of just average people, people who just saw like everyone else, just was able to do and fully function sight-wise. I myself had to be a part of both programs of dealing with everyday school stuff on top of dealing with Commission for the Blind activities. So, I'll get more to that in a moment. Because that has a lot more to do with the second topic. But, with my friends, L.L., Renald, and Georgia. With the three of them, I watched them. I watched how they tried functioning how they maneuvered, how they got around. And for the longest time, I didn't understand how they could do it because they were somewhat left to their own vices. Many people didn't want to help as far as other kids. Now, as far as the adults go, of course, they were being very helpful, and it was in a school setting, so if they weren't going to be helpful, they weren't doing their job. They didn't know certain things. They didn't know how something truly looked. I've watched them play video games, which amazed me, but... Even in that sense, it was very limited on what they could play and what they were doing. They enjoyed themselves. They really did. But even they had their moments of saying how it sucked, not being able to see what was going on around them 
how they weren't able to go on a playground to actually play like everyone else during the time everyone else was out during recess. They had their own little play area with their own open space with things that they could play with to keep them well limited in a particular way. They enjoyed themselves the best way that they could. And I've always had the utmost respect for each and every one of them. Now, the two legally blind ones in Olive and May, they ended up getting to go into regular classes. They got along with the students. They got treated like everyone else. Now, that's not to say that they didn't have their struggling points. They didn't have hard times. And because of other ailments that they may have dealt with, they didn't fully get to really play with the kids on the playground that often. They did get to play with them, though. They got to participate in, you know, all the outside activities like kickball and dodgeball and things along those lines. Even got to go on field trips. Now, they got to go on field trips with both parties, the Commission for the Blind and just the school portion of things. And even they explained how it was difficult that to try to explain what they were going through visually, nobody could understand what they were saying because nobody could walk a mile in their shoes. And with my visually impaired friends, Reese and Coley, like Olive and May, they had other ailments. So they were more limited on what they could do. Like LL, Renault, and Giorgio, they had to stay more into the more secure play area for the legally blind and commission for the blind area. Do I say it was fair? No, I don't. But they tried to make the most of what they could the way they could. And each one of these individuals had great personalities. They all were very different. But they all were pretty subtle. Me, as I stated, for the fact that I was legally blind and visually impaired, I participated with all. I've gotten to do 
both play with the legally blind side of people and the regular kids. I've gotten to experience what it was like to see how it would be to be blind because of getting a deal with mobility training with an awesome teacher that I'll call Mr. Wong. I mean, he actually blindfolded me, gave me a cane, and walked me through the streets of Southeast. Learning that I have to rely on a certain length stick to guide me to get across streets, to be able to go and stop, catch metro buses, to go to stores, to look at things, to figure how to maneuver throughout life. He gave life lessons to me that carried on throughout my life to help me become the individual I am today. And that much I truly appreciate. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate everyone at John Tyler Elementary that no longer exists, unfortunately. I appreciate every single individual who was in that program because they helped me learn how to be fully functional that I can be. Now, by fourth grade, I had to end up switching from being more of dealing with both sides to really just dealing with one. It got hard. Getting accustomed to being able to hang out with my blind, legally blind, and visually impaired friends and just have to deal with everybody who was classified as average, nothing wrong with them, normal type people. That in itself had a lot of difficulty, which would end up taking me right into my next topic of how Being legally blind is just like being biracial. And we'll get into that right after this break. And I'm back. So let's jump into the second topic, which is how... Being legally blind is very similar to being biracial. Now, I understand hearing that, it sounds weird. They don't even sound like they would be even in the same restaurant in terms. Nonetheless, they would actually be very similar, more than you could even know. For instance, being biracial puts you between two races where either both can fully embrace you 
or both can completely shun you. Have nothing to want to do with you at all. With being legally blind, you can go through the exact same thing. With both totally embracing you or both completely want nothing to do with you at all. As I was telling you earlier, with me going to John Tyler Elementary School, there were plenty of times on the playground at recess that I went ahead and tried to have fun playing with everyone, trying to make friends with everyone, trying to have just a good old time. But on many occasions, I got treated like dirt. When trying to play with the regular kids on some occasions at first, I got jumped. Got beat up by three boys not too far away from the parking lot right there by the playground. Watched a teacher witness it and act like nothing was happening at all. And they knew I was legally blind. Not to say that I didn't get my own retaliation on those boys. That's a story for another time. But it was hard to deal with because they didn't understand me. Therefore, they figured, hey, we'll bully them. When dealing with some of the blind kids, I went through a lot of that exact same type of thing. It just wasn't as physical. It was more of a psychological beating or jumping in terms. They didn't want to really talk to me. They didn't want to hang out with me. They didn't see no use for me in some cases. They would even try verbally bullying me. Now, granted, I didn't put up with that long. Once I got my bearings, I didn't care who tried what or anything else. And I had to learn to fully stand on my own two feet to be respected by whoever I dealt with. When it comes to mixed race kids, they have multi-heritage. They have a lot of things that they have to eventually understand about themselves that they want to know, get to know, and get a full understanding of. With being legally blind, you go through that exact same situation. You want to understand why it is that you're the way that you are. Why nobody has felt the way you feel. Why you want to be embraced by everyone 
or even just one side. It happens a lot. Eventually, between the grades of second to sixth grade, like I told you, Mr. Wong taught me a lot. There were other teachers that stood out. I had my favorites. And to each one of them, I appreciate with all of my heart. Because they showed me and taught me that life has its moments to where you have a lot that you can grow on and become strong on. And I can imagine being biracial, a lot of people had to go through that. Even for my little one, he's biracial. He's growing up in a society that is way more acceptant than when I was growing up seeing mixed race kids. Unlike him, who gets to grow up with so much love and embracement to everybody who sees him, loves him, and accepts him. I grew up with a lot of people pointing their nose up into the sky and feeling like, hey, I'm better than you or you think you're better than me, either because you can't see or you can see. They are so very similar. In so many ways that I truly felt I grew up, in a sense, being biracial. Don't get me wrong. I got a lot of different DNA within these veins. But growing up legally blind, I learned it is definitely, definitely very similar to being mixed race. Now, I'm going to go ahead and take another break real quick so y'all can get to hear these sponsors one more time. And I'll be back with that third topic. And I'm back. And before we climb into this third topic, I want to address something that I stated earlier. I said it once, and I want to reiterate it one more time. I am a firm believer that everyone has some kind of a disability. Not just a few people, not just some. Not just most, but everyone. That's how I feel, and I feel that way wholeheartedly. I truly do. But the way I'm going to go ahead and do this third topic, I'm not going to do it like the first. I'm not going to do it like the second. I'm going to do it more food for thought. 
So, the topic is, who's getting the shorter end of the stick? Think about this. And to make it clear, I mean no disrespect to anyone. Because through every one of these disabilities, no matter what, I know that there is a struggle. And I know you have to fight to live every day to your fullest and work hard every single day. I commend every single one of you. Let me make that crystal clear before I say this. Because I still want to get it off of my chest, at least. Who gets the shorter end of the stick? And it's truly due to a lot of the medical field and how insurances work. Think about this. Paraplegics, people with cerebral palsy, amputees. They have wheelchairs. They have more of a crutch or walking devices like walkers. And they have prosthetics for the medical field and insurances will do something for and cover people who have hearing impairments, people who are deaf. Understand. They make hearing aids. They have cochlear implants. They have things to help. They even have cars for both that can basically get them to be feeling like everyone else. When it comes to being blind or legally blind, the only thing the medical field and insurance will do in truth is maybe, it's not even a guarantee, but maybe look at paying for your eye appointment, getting you some glasses, if you still have sight. But outside of that, you're on your own. It's difficult trying to figure out how to live, what to do to get everything done within life to make it easier for yourself. They'll build wheelchair ramps. They have things to better a lot of physical disability. They will do a lot for a lot of those people. But when it comes to being blind or legally blind, they don't even have things in the same programs. Vogue Rehab deals with people who have physical ailments, but 
Commission for the Blind isn't fully a part of Vogue Rehab. So they have to help them in their own way. What I'm saying is give everybody the chance to be treated the exact same. Give everybody the same exact actions. Let them all feel like they can be each other's peers, not like they all have to look at each other in some kind of envious way. Not saying that I envy any person, because I don't. But I do feel for every person who has a physical disability, because at the end of the day, all of us are getting the shorter end of the stick. But the legally blind and blind are truly getting that short end. The stick almost non-existent. And that's a crying shame. So, we've officially made it through another episode of Mind of a Legally Blind Eccentric. And I want to thank every single one of you out there for sticking with me. For sure. And if you want to be able to hit me up, you can do that on Twitter at Reese one That's Twitter at R-E-A-S underscore O-N-E. You can also do that on Instagram, which is simply Reese one You can do it on YouTube as well. Just type in Super Reese one or you can type in Simply Reese one And you can also now be able to do that on Facebook. That's right. Like I said, you can definitely do it now. And that simply reads one on Facebook. So, I also want to thank Anchor for being easy creating, making, producing, distributing, and getting you heard out there, no matter where, making yourself a little something something being heard on podcasting streamers such as Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Caster, Breaker, Radio Public, and so many other wonderful podcast streaming. You should go out there and get that Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started I'm telling y'all it's the real deal so again I truly appreciate all of you for going through this exploration with me and we still have so many more journeys to go and explore so with that being said if you didn't know what's up now that's what's up and I'll holler at you guys Later.